Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture and your Christian denominational circles. How? By the renewing of your mind through God's Word and open radio conversation. Well, I have a question for you. Are you a shepherd? Yeah, a, a real a real shepherd. Do you do you, do you know a shepherd or or live by a shepherd? Well, chances are since we live in the city and most of us um, live close by that are listening, uh, you're not a shepherd. But do you realize that much of the terminology and illustrations in the Bible deal with outdoor uh, agrarian subjects and, and nature? Uh, the, the audience to whom the, the Bible uh, you know, really dealt with uh, understood and, and, and had a great understanding of, of, of subjects that, that would be in the nature of like, you know, understanding livestock or crops, land, fruit, wildlife. You know, they, they would know what wheat is and how soil works and grapes grow and, and sheep. Well, as, as a native of Los Angeles, you know, I, I grew up in, in the cement jungle. You know, I, I never saw a mountain like Mount Rainier, and, and I'm still in awe when I see it. I, I never crossed, you know, a lake while going on the freeway like, you know, you would, you know, cross the 90 and, and, and go into Seattle and you, you cross a lake. T- today, when, 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 when I drive home, I'm going to pass some properties that by me where I'm going to see, you know, cows in, in, in one guy's front yard and horses and somebody else's. Another one of my neighbors is an alpaca farm, you know, and hopefully I don't hit any deer or elk a, along the way. This morning I drove out and there was a, you know, a little herd of elk out there. And, and then I'm going to pull down in, in to my house and we live right on the Cedar River, and you know, I, I, I might see a, a bobcat or a little black bear or, or, or beavers on, on any given day. This is totally unlike what I grew up with. But you know, now I, you know, I, I have friends who do different things. I have a friend who is actually a shepherd in Maple Valley. And, and I love taking our family to their home in the spring when all the new lambs are born, you know, and the kids get to hold baby lambs and we get to, you know, kind of, you know, get a little preview of their Puyallup uh, fairground presentation that they do every year. So it's very fascinating. And and, and by the way, did you realize how many byproducts there are that come uh, with sheep? I mean, like candles and fertilizers and soap. I mean, not to mention things like, you know, milk and cheese and butter or wool that produces, you know, blankets or clothing. Uh, and then just, you know, good old food, right? Lamb or, or mutton and even leather products. I mean, the list really goes on. Well, you know, the Bible is amazing in this way. And there, there are no accidents with the Bible. And the Bible uses sheep and shepherds to, to illustrate, uh, you know, points. And the illustration of the shepherd is, is intentional throughout the scriptures. But nowhere 
is it more powerful than Psalm 23? Psalm 23 says, you, you know, the Lord is my shepherd and, and I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness. For his namesake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me, and thou dost prepare a, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, maybe some of you have memorized that psalm, and, and probably many of you have, and you've memorized certain portions, and and you remember one part of it and kind of cling to that. You know, I know for me it was, you know, I, you know, I shall fear no evil, right? Um, well, the presupposition with this whole psalm is that the reader understands the role of a shepherd. But do we? I mean, I mean so, so having the right perspective of, of sheep and shepherds, then, then is everything in your understanding of Psalm 23, and so, you know, if we're going to understand this passage, um, then we need to kind of put on our, our, our little shepherd hat. And so Psalm 23 begins by saying that the Lord is my shepherd. For, for, for about a thousand years, David's psalm was not just a song, um, not just a, a great poem, or, but, but it, was, it was prophetic. And it was describing the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the perfect shepherd that, that was to come in, in Jesus. And so in John 10, we see that Jesus is described as the good shepherd. And, and the verse, you know, says, you know, I am the good shepherd. And, you know, the, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep, which is exactly what Jesus did. Uh, the hired hand is, is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. You know, so, so when he sees the wolf coming, the hired hand abandons the sheep and he runs away and, you know, protects his own life. Then the wolf attacks and, and scatters the flock. The, the man runs away because, well, he's just the hired hand. He, he doesn't really care uh, for the sheep. But Jesus, I am the good shepherd and, and I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen and I must bring them also. And so we see this awesome passage in John 10 about how Jesus is described as this amazing shepherd and, and we're the sheep. We're, we're, we're the sheep. And it seems as though God really wants us to to have the right perspective of the relationship between sheep and shepherds. And so a, a few years ago, I came across one of my all-time favorite books ever, and it's called A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23. Great read, easy read, um, as simple as it is and as deep as it is. It's, it's just an absolute on anybody's bookshelf from, from you know 12 to 112 years old. Um, the, the author was a bona fide 
shepherd. He grew up in East Africa, you know, on, on, a, on a farm, you know, and, and, uh, and then he actually, when he got older, became a shepherd, you know, just like his father had been. And the methods he uses to, um, to describe how the Bible uses shepherding is amazing. And so what a great perspective then of Psalm 23 than to actually have a genuine shepherd uh, take a look at it. See, he knows the, the romance of being a shepherd, the pathos, the, the lifestyle, the livelihood of a shepherd. And, and, and the shepherd or and the, and the, the author of the book, by the way, was, was Philip Keller. And he actually owned his own you know, ranch uh, before he became a pastor. Well, Keller's knowledge as, as then a pastor and a shepherd really provides the, a, a, the perfect down-to-earth commentary for, for Psalm 23. But more than a commentary, which is, again, when we read the scriptures, yes, we want to make sure we have the right theology and doctrine, but his, his book then goes on to look at Psalm 23 from that kind of biographical devotional. But, but we have to understand that the problem with any illustration or allegory is interpretation then. And, and unlike parables that are designed to be, you know, somewhat mysterious, this illustration has, has direct interpretation that, that, that requires shepherd understanding. And so as a pastor, you know, I, I'm considered a shepherd. And I might have some ideas of, of loving and herding uh, and, and feeding my flock that, that, that are types of shepherding, but they're not literal shepherding. And without having that literal knowledge, there, there, there's something lacking in that. I mean, if, if you really embrace a shepherd's view of, of Psalm 23, I promise you, that you'll never think about sheep, uh, shepherds, or uh, your relationship with God the same again, which is the point of our conversation. So when I study a passage, you know, like this, I, I begin by by reading the passage and and I just you know write down all my questions on a separate piece of paper, and you know some call this the the kind of the beginning process of homiletics, right? Well, the, well, the first question I want to know is, well, you know, who's the author, right? And so, yes, God is the author of, of the scriptures in, in, in Psalm 23, but there, you know, through this, this miracle, the whole work of the Holy Spirit, he's using King David, none other than King David as, as, as the writer. And so, you know, people forget that King David began as a shepherd. That's how we meet him. You know, David was a father, a husband, a king, a military leader, and yet he chose... The, the perspective of a shepherd to make his point, which I, I find fascinating, honestly. Another question I ask is, well, who's the key character or figure in this passage? Well, while David's the author, he's not the key figure. The main person is the shepherd, and, and the shepherd is God. And of course, then the sheep are, are you and me. And so take note that the author uses personification of sheep and people you know, to really drive home his point. And this is one of the, the great beauties of the scriptures. Yes, it's a historical book. Yes, it's deep theology, but, but it's, it's, it's poetry in motion. Uh, and it's so well-crafted in its imagery. It's, it's, it's beautiful. One of the main questions I want to know about, about you know, the passage are, are, are spiritual. 
You know, I was curious, you know, how does David describe the the spiritual necessity provided by the Lord? While Psalm 23 is is clearly very practical, it's also very personal, which makes it intimately spiritual. This is no ordinary shepherd. This is your personal Savior. You know, you you, you are the one lost sheep, and, and he came to seek and save you. He left the 99 others to save you, to go search for you. You didn't search for him. He found you. Why? Because you belong to him. You belong in his flock, even though you may want to go wander and stray. And what protection or comfort does the Lord provide when one walks walks through the valley of shadow of death? I mean, don't we all feel that and that we're alone and without protection? It's it's a horrible feeling, but, but be sure that God is there. You are never alone. And so when we come back, we'll we'll take a closer look at a shepherd's look at Psalm 23. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Today we're taking a look at a shepherd's look at the great Psalm number 23. And we want to understand from the shepherd's perspective what this passage means, not only to a shepherd, not only to a sheep, but, but what it means to you and me personally. And so Psalm 23 then is, is outlined in, in three clearly distinct ways. A, a, a shepherd's provision, a shepherd's protection, and a, and a shepherd's preservation. You know, pr- provision, you know, from the shepherd is, is, you know, he's the one who supplies or, or makes the arrangements for the resources to be distributed. Um, things like food, right? Protection, you know, he's the defense. Uh, preservation, the safekeeping, the sanctuary, the, sel- the shelter and refuge. So, so you know, the, the shepherd's the shield and, and the armor. He's the, he's the hedge around the flock. And so when, when we look at a shepherd, there, there's many facets to his, to his role. And so the shepherd's provision begins by, by just kind of explaining that there's no lack of physical necessities the Lord is my shepherd. And because of that, I don't need uh, to want because he will provide. He, he provides the lush, plentiful pastures for, the, for the, the sheep, for what? Ultimately, for food, for constant re- refreshing and nourishment that, that, that the shepherd provides. He will, he will provide the, the lush fields and the, the waters to drink from, the safe waters. One of the points that the book brings out is, you know, I never thought about it, but, you know, sheep fall in rivers and die. 
Um, it, it, you know, it happens. And so it's a shepherd's role to make sure that they're, they're drinking from a safe spot or sheep go to the water hole. Well, who else goes to the water hole? Well, every animal in the wilderness goes, including and especially the predators. And so the, the shepherd provides a safe haven for, for that physical necessity of, of food and nourishment. Another way the shepherd provides love is through spiritual provision. You know, we will suffer through life's trials, but, but the Lord has the power to restore not just your physical elements, but more importantly, your spiritual ones. He restores and, and redeems your, your soul. And for his name's sake, for his glory, for his honor. Why? Because we belong to him and not just as a, another number in the flock, but as the special sheep that you are. And so he guides and he directs our spiritual paths. The, the shepherd's protection is, is ever present even when and especially when you are in the valley and you're alone. Facing danger, even even death. You know, when I was a little kid, I used to walk, you know, through this very dark alley in a dangerous neighborhood. And there were plenty of times where I was literally scared and trembling as I walked down there. And there were many different forms of, of danger. But you see, you're you're not alone. That situation right now that you're dealing with. You just feel so desperate and so isolated and so alone. You're not alone. You can't see the shepherd, but he can see you. Even from a distance, his rod and his staff will will keep you from the harm of your enemies. Take comfort in him, not, not in yourself. See, the picture in Psalm 23 of the shepherd preparing the dinner table right in the presence of the enemies there's always enemies around when you're a wild animal, right? When you're out in the middle of the, the wilderness, there's, there's always enemies. And so the shepherd prepares the table right there in the middle of the enemies. Think about it. For sheep, the, the, the buffet table then becomes the most dangerous part of the desert. It's in the open. But the protection isn't just from wolves. It's also from even the tiniest of parasites. And yes, the, the shepherd makes provision for that too. And that's where the, the oil and the anointing comes into place. As you, you know, the, the, the sheep's face is like one of the most dangerous parts of its body because, because it's moist, because it's wet and moist. And the parasites and all the little flies, that's where they all flock. And I don't know if you've noticed, but a you know, sheep doesn't have fingers, or as my daughter would say, skingers. You know, to, to scratch themselves or to, to wipe their eyes out and to, to clean their face. And so this is, again, part of this idea is the shepherd is going to take care of that. Even before we know there's danger, he's anointing us. One of the greatest obstacles sheep face is, is that without a shepherd, they're, they're, they're alone with no way to protect themselves from anything. And God never says he's going to keep you from all the, the trials, but he does say that he will preserve and protect you from them. And this, this psalm really lays that out for us. And then there's ultimately going to be this place where we dwell with him forever. We won't always be out in the wild wilderness. 
At Rainier Christian School, it, it seems as though many of our students really struggle with the idea then of, of kind of being vulnerable, you know, to a teacher, um, their parents. And, and, and as I thought about it more, they're, you know, they're at an age when they desperately want to be, you know, adults, but they just aren't. You know, I, I wonder if, if we even get past that feeling. I mean, who wants to be the sheep in this illustration, right? Don't we all want to be the leader? Don't we all want to be the shepherd? And marriages struggle because there's a barrier, a barrier between being honest about your fears, anxieties, and feelings, and precept, you know, and and, and suppressed, you know, uh, anxiety. There's there's the stereotypical, you know, closed off male who's too proud to expose his feelings, to, you know, to his wife. But can you imagine that that teenagers can be going through some of the the same things, and it's a, a difficult time for them because of their their pride and their conflict between growing up and being self-reliant and independent and adults, but they're still sheep and they hate it. They don't want to be sheep. I mean, have you ever allowed your pride uh, to keep you from the shepherd's guidance? You know, do you, do you think you can, you know, do it all on your own? One of the aspects of Psalm 23 that, that hits me is the most is as a pastor shepherd, Father shepherd, leader shepherd is, is that I need gentle care of a shepherd as well. I need provision. I need protection and I need uh, preservation. As a sole financial supporter of my family, there are often extreme pressures that come my way. The car breaks down the side of the freeway. The twins tuition is due. You know, the septic tank fails. The, the list just goes on and on and on. But you know what? Every night we sit down at our dinner table full of food, in a warm house, safe in the rain and the snow, and the Lord, my shepherd's daily provision is on full display. And while I might not want to admit it, who else would I rather depend on? Me? Do we really want to depend on me or would I rather depend on my shepherd? So every night we thank the Lord, and that's part of giving thanks to the Lord, you know, right before you eat. You know, when I, when I wake up, you know, I, I start my day by, by thanking the Lord for his protection and uh, preservation. You know, I, there's no guarantee that you're going to wake up. You know, I wake up and I'm thankful not to be sick. I can wiggle my fingers and my toes. I can breathe through my nose. And, you know, when I'm not sore from old sports injuries, when it's freezing cold outside, uh, you know, I, I, I feel pretty good to, to be alive and kicking, as it were. God has protected me since my youth from, from gangs, from drugs, from heartache, and so many obstacles. And like a good shepherd, he guards and protects me from the dangers that I don't even know about. And there are easier days than others, but, but my shepherd is there. What good shepherd doesn't want not just his sheep to, to survive, but to thrive? Now think about that. If the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want, and, and he's there to guide and to protect you, to take care of you, doesn't that mean by definition that your shepherd wants you, again, not to just survive through the wilderness, but to thrive? As, as, as a sheep goes, there's a function. There's a function. Either he's food, he's clothing, he's for sale, for trade, for barter. He might be the sacrificial lamb. There's purpose. We have purpose too. 
You know, David knew that as long as we would follow Christ, we would be protected and blessed from the shepherd. It is the sheep's owner's presence that guarantees that there will be no lack of any sort and that there will be an abundance of green pastures, that there'll, there'll be still and clean waters, and that there'll be new paths into fresh fields, and that there'll be safe summers high with high tables. There'll be freedom from fear. There'll be protection from flies, disease, parasites. There'll be quietness and contentment. All of this is supplied in the promises given in Psalm 23. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. So before you read or sing Psalm 23 again, before you read another parable or illustration about sheep and shepherds, remember that God wanted to paint a clear picture of our relationship with him through the dynamics of a shepherd's view of Psalm 23. So think again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again, Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.